All right, dude. So you got any Hanukkah plans? Well, so last night at work, I showed the Hebrew hammer. What? I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what that is. It is a, it is a really, really bad comedy film made in 2003. (laughs) It's just a bunch of just like really, really awful jokes. Oh, so it's worthwhile. You should watch it. No, I will. It's kind of like the room, right? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Better. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's not, that's not hard to be. I'm just saying. That's fair. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did. That's what I did last night. Wow. It was it was a good time. So is this going to become like a like a, a Hanukkah tradition for you? Hebrew Hammer? It is. First I always ha- I always watch the Hebrew Hammer. Really? Yeah. Oh no, it's it's, it's so funny. Like it is God, it that's is so brilliant. That is so brilliant. Did you know that over 5 trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over 220 billion dollars an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. And welcome back to yet another presentation, yet another episode of Drunkenomics. This is the drinking podcast with an economics problem. So glad you all can join us. Hopefully you have a nice stiff one in front of you. If, unless, of course, you're about to drive somewhere. Then in that case, wait till you get wherever it is you're going before you pour that stiff one in front of you. With that being said, once again, I am your, um, how do I say this, um, less gracious host for the... 52nd time this year. Almost. It feels like that, really. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's been it, the whole year. I, I don't think I've been gracious one time this year, unless I want to bet with you. That's true, but yeah. Either way, I'm Aaron Wong, less gracious host. Join alongside my favorite drinking buddy, unless we're drinking rum. Uh, that is <laughs> the more gracious host. What was your name again? Uh, James Goldwater. And Excellent. Um, before we really get going, it's going to be really interesting because I'm going to say is this, it's and it's true. You can still find us on social media to interact with us at <laughs> in the metaverse and on Twitter at Drunkenomical, D-R-U-N-K-E-N-O-M-I-C-A-L. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, I don't know if you can still find an invite on our Twitter to our Discord, which you can definitely find on either Facebook or Instagram. It all depends because exactly. this week's been a roller coaster of Twitter saying whether or not you can connect yeah, that's weird. Uh, other social media to it. Yeah. And um, well, also, too, like, uh, you know, just yeah. to, before we get further into that pool, you know, before we get a little bit deeper into that pool. Oh, no, that was um, just social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like it's it's at Drunkonomical, D R U N K, you know, my CL. But if you can't find the link to our Discord, you can do what. My man Cody did, which was message me on LinkedIn or message me on Instagram or message me on Twitter. But Cody particularly found me on LinkedIn and said, "Hey, what's the what's the Discord link?" And I was like, "Here it is." Absolutely, and yes. Track now Cody's down. in our Discord. Track down either Aaron Wong or yeah. James Goldwater. Um, send yep. that request, and we will get back to you as quick as we can and as accurately as we can. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn with, like every uh, day. Whatever it is that you're looking yeah. at. Gosh. I'm in link. I'm on LinkedIn every morning as I'm waking up. Yeah. I look at it on my phone and go, uh, what is this? I don't this? understand how okay. this bourbon cork is stuck. Come on. There we go. Ah, okay. Sorry. That's one of the best it. sounds you'll ever hear though. I know. That cork coming it really loose, is. And the fact that I opened the bottle, it's just like, a, it's a huge victory for me today. But it's not wild turkey, uh, is it? I don't know. What does it look like? Hey. Man, what does this bottle look like? I know. I know. Yeah. I know turkeys are. I know, a, I know a wild turkey when Dude, I see it's, one. That's, that's, I don't even care that it's less than 20 bucks a bottle. This stuff is so pure. Like wild oh, turkeys. For, so I don't care what anybody says. I'll say this. 
For its price, it is the most consistent and the best you're going to get. It's it's always the same. It is good. Yeah. And it's and it's reasonably yeah. priced. If, I mean, if anyone who, and, and, and my strong feelings are anyone who doesn't like wild turkey doesn't like it for other reasons. It's not yeah. because it isn't no. good. It's because they, 100%. Had, they drank too much of it when they were young or, or they have that one uncle from Thanksgiving. Yeah. As or, yeah, yeah they drink, or like, you know, if it's your first, if you're going to drink bourbon for the first time and you go straight to a 101 proof, you're going to have I mean, a bad time. You're probably, yeah. I, and believe me, like I was in that camp too. I hated Turkey growing up or not growing up, but like, you know, when I first started early on in my drinking exhibit exhibition, mm-hmm. like I didn't like Turkey that much. But I've come around to like it a lot. But I will say this. If I have an extra five bucks, I will buy Buffalo Trace instead of all turkey. Oh, but, yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. There's definitely – you can step up to a different thing at a slightly better price. But if I'm like, hey, I need to get two bottles to have yeah. some fun whiskey for an event. Okay. Down, no, 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 fair enough. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. But what <laughs> – I mean – Enough about whiskeys. With that said, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, we, I could literally talk for hours and hours about bourbons just because um, because we drink them all. Another uh, but, another reminder, and this is just us. This is us wrapping up for the year mm-hmm. of 2022. It's been an experience. Um, yeah. Fantastic time with you guys. But again, we're going to take that week off after Christmas. So like I said, unless something wild and truly amazing happens, <laughs> um, exactly, then yeah, next- we will not be seeing you again until the new year, but we do have some fun stuff for you uh, just to think about for the next two weeks. Yeah, in, in the interim, and, yeah. Uh, and also, before we move on, uh, none of this is uh, financial advice, just a disclaimer, none of this is financial advice, and none of the views and thoughts that we express on this uh, presentation are representations of, of our employers, yeah, and employers, clients, and whoever, whomever else, family members, whatever it is. Um, so that includes, if I say wild turkey... Maybe family members. Yeah, that includes, uh, if I say stuff like Wild Turkey is the best bang for buck bottle of bourbon to, I think, small caps might outperform next year or whatever it is. I mean, I, I, none of that is financial advice or reflexive views of my employers. So, um, but yeah, uh, with that said, uh, I mean, want to start with the with quote unquote billionaire uh, polarizing kind yeah, of billionaire, billionaire roundup because we got a few. We got um, Sam Bankman Freed apparently is going to stop fighting extradition yeah, well, let's, let's, and will let's be just, in the U.S. Yeah, let's do billionaire the and ex-billionaire. Let's just put them all in one on one number. Hey, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think I think in his interview he said what he had a hundred thousand dollars left in his checking account. And my response to that was that seems like too much. I, yeah, I, you know, to be honest with for you, for a man, guy I, who I, stole something like three and a half billion dollars yeah. of consumer of customer funds, I mean, call me insensitive, yeah. but I don't really have that much sympathy for that guy. You know, like his family's asking. I don't for, think I'm not going to. I'm not going to call you insensitive for that. Okay, well, thanks. I don't think anyone really yeah, will. But, but like, I mean, his family was like, okay, please cater him vegan meals in prison. You know, like Maxi. I, nope, I can't, under the jail. I, yeah, exactly. Well, like, that's, I, that's I still can't believe how much Max. What? When he's convicted under the jail. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Until you're, then, you're, innocent you're right. Until, he's yeah. not guilty. But family, vegan is a. I, yeah. No. I mean, no. no, exactly. So, uh, but, I mean, this guy scammed a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people lost money, you know, like, it, uh-huh. like, which, and what do you think was going to happen? It's, it's, like, I think it may, he may have had something to do with that fake it till you make it approach, which that, was that also, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when the guy who did the liquidation of Enron is now the CEO of your company for the liquidation of this company, and yeah. he's looking at it going, I have never seen accounting this bad. It's like, that's the guy who did Enron, folks. I, yeah, I mean, he, he's speaking with some and, merit. Like, can we at least acknowledge that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like he's only worked in good shops. It's, <laughs> it's, he's gone. He's he's worked at 
now two of the worst. And like, at least we can say with Enron, they ha- it was because they had mark to market, which was right. like, yeah. oh, who let them do that? That's that's whoever let them do that on their on their financials was that's criminal. What, what was their um, like? What, what was their mark to market standard? I mean, like, so mark to market was like, essentially, uh, oh, we started a project. Um, we are allowed to book this year all future revenues no, for that project. That doesn't work. So like they would be like, they'd be building a power plant. This is a one. They would build a power plant in, in a place like India, and they'd say, "We're going to make three hundred billion dollars over the life of this wow. power plant. Book it today as revenue, right? Okay. So we can book it this year as profit." But what? it's like, but then someone would turn around and be like, "Well, you know, what, that we're, based on the prices of output goods that you're going to be of, of the cost per kilowatt hour." No one in the area you're building in can afford to buy electricity from you. Well, but it's and it's they'd a, be like, and they'd be I like, mean, oh, it's a problem in ten years. Yeah, but that's it's. I mean, to me, like, it's kind of like saying, okay, so ten years from now, you're gonna get drafted to the NFL, and you're gonna make you know thirty million dollars in your rookie contract. So this year, I'm gonna spend twenty million dollars. Yeah, you know, and you're like a twelve year old kid. It's like that doesn't you know that <laughs> doesn't make any sense, right? So. Sam Bankman-Fried, I, I, I think. Look, let's put it I mean, this way: he was either not taking any legal advice or extremely bad legal advice when he decided to give some of his interviews. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And, I, um, I, I honestly, the only pass I'll give him is negligence because I genuinely don't think I, I like. I really have a tough time believing that he knew what he was doing. Like every interview that I saw with him, I, I'm just like, dude, I don't think you understand like the mechanics and the markets very well and the mechanics of, of accounting. And he had, I, I just don't think however, he has a legal so, obligation to when you're handling right. securities and other, no, and no, other I, monies I, in that fashion, I, I 100%. you have a legal obligation to create a structure in which you cannot defraud your investors. No, I, I 100% and, and you, get that. And it, so and yeah. whether it's deliberate or incompetence, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, 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 Enter- I, entertainingly, in this case, <laughs> it is a crime to be stupid. That's <laughs> exactly what I'm trying to say is like, you know, if you're that, even if you didn't know what was going on and you found yourself into defrauding a bunch of people for billions of dollars, absolutely, I still have no sympathy for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, it's, it's weird. Like, if, if that level of stupidity, I have no sympathy for, unfortunately, I might be insensitive because it ended up hurting a lot of people, right? Yeah. So that's, that's where I, that's my viewpoint on it. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on to, should we move on to the Twitter saga and what's going on with Elon Musk and his Twitter poll? Oh gosh. Yeah. Is he CEO still? Who knows? I don't know. By the time you hear this, he said, uh, yeah, this is a guy who took over a company, doesn't know how to run it. It's, it's trying to raise, (laughs) well, it's a man who, who bought, who bought it for what? 44 billion for $54 a share. I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit for buying it for 44 billion because he actually pulled that off. He, he did pull it off. Now here's, here's the problem. He then spends the next, uh, he, he, he tend, he makes the tender offer at 44 billion. I guess a month or two later realizes, oh, I really offered to pay way too much money for this. 100%, I also yeah. filed paperwork to pay way too much money for this. What can I do to get out of it? And so he accrued more expenses, which that was dumb. Yeah. And then he, uh, <laughs> but, but then he spends a lot of time talking about how it's not worth $44 billion. Which he then pays for it anyway. Yeah, so you're doing you're now, really because he has problems. Here, yeah. yeah, now with prob- with more more liquidity problems, he's turning around to um, other people and he's saying, "Hey, are you willing to kick in with me for a percentage of the income here privately held?" Uh, oh yeah, I'm still selling at fifty four dollars a share. Yeah, it's like you've been, you've spent quite a few months telling us it's not worth that. You've also spent quite a bit of time saying Twitter's been on the road to bankruptcy since March or May. Whatever well, it was I, that I, you made your offer. And it's like, 
I'm not going to buy for fifty four dollars if you're telling me it's on the road to bankruptcy. Well, but the funny thing that he did. Why would I do the funny that? Funny thing that he did do, which really isn't that funny, which you know, which is actually kind of sad, but. It, like he did fire a lot of people. So in other words, he lowered a lot of expenses for Twitter, but I yeah. think he's also exhausting the engine on the other side with the people that are, with the assets that are still in Twitter. Right? Yeah, no, so, he's, he's like, well, that's the next thing is he's also, he's also started suggesting or saying, or I guess, I guess very quietly, cause it's, it's just rumors coming out. No one's, there's no official announcement. Mm-hmm. This is what they're going to do, but there is some belief that Twitter is going to attempt to not pay the severance to the employees. Well, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. You sent them an email saying, if you don't accept this, your resignation, here's your two months, three months severance. Other people you laid off, you said you're going to get severance for this period. Yeah. Okay, here's the next thing. Twitter hasn't paid rent since Elon bought it in October on any of its real estate. They have not paid rent. And now they're saying, oh, we're trying to renegotiate rent. My response, if I'm the property owner, I'm going, dude, you signed a contract. We'll discuss renegotiation at blank point. Yeah. Once the contract, once the lease is up. Yeah. Yeah. When when we're up for renewal, I think Musk is thinking, oh, I'll go, we'll we'll, we'll go to bankruptcy and we'll be able to discharge a lot of this debt. Well, it's, it's I don't, but, but here's the problem. It's now privately held by the second wealthiest man in the world. Yeah. Womp womp. It's tears for Elon. <laughs> the smallest violin um, in the world, right? The Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah, the smallest banjo in South Africa. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't care for him. But yeah, no, it's it's he's he's bought a company he doesn't know how to run. He's running it. He is collapsing it. Well, Entertainingly, at the same time, he's collapsing Tesla's share value because people are. I think people may be noticing and going. Huh. Yeah, I think this guy might be an idiot. Well, I, I kind of like what you said too, which was like, <laughs> oh, um, about his um, the, the poll, yeah, about his poll, yeah, because he, like, why would you put this poll well, out? So, yeah, like, you put a poll out, out on Sunday night. You're putting a, you that don't yeah, know, you're putting put a poll out, poll out on the 18th. The funny thing about Twitter, like, what, what people don't realize is like, so Elon Musk bought Twitter, and Twitter is like full of people, like, full of users that don't like Elon. So he puts out a poll saying, "Should I still remain?" Like, I guess the you know the cliff notes of the poll is. Should I still remain the CEO of Twitter? You know, he, he didn't give us a timeline or anything. He just said, should I still be the CEO of Twitter? Yes or no? And he posted out into And Twitter. he said, I'll abide by the result. Yeah, but, but it's Twitter, right? So like not very many people on Twitter like him. At least like- the, It's not scientific. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not hard to figure that out. Like it's like anybody can sift that one out, right? So- Yeah, he's trying to live his- You know, if it walks like a dog. He's yeah. trying to live his Twitter life as like one of those like- read your own adventure novels like we're like oh if you do this go to page 47 if you do this go to page yeah. 72 but it's like what you said it's um, like okay so this poll says i'll step down as ceo so i do it and then twitter fails because the next guy that's taken over as ceo is left with this mess that i created right which i like i don't know maybe absolutely you know, maybe it's not my fault yeah. i could have so, fixed it if i'd stayed as ceo but you didn't want yeah. me that's so, not I, I don't think that's what it is I think this is him oh, really? desperately trying to get out. Oh, no, that's what oh, I said. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, option so, one. Yeah. Like, option exactly. one is, I ha- well, here's, because here's why. Yeah. At the same time as he's saying, like, should I step down as CEO? I'll abide by this poll. He's also saying, there is no successor. I don't know who will take over next. And it's like, right. what? Then why are you doing this? Yeah, I know. So, and, but I think, I, I, honest to, I honestly believe that he is, that, that he did this poll hoping the answer would be, yes, step down. Yeah. I think he... He has realized he well, does I, not know yeah. well, I don't, how to run Twitter. I, I don't think he was hoping for that. I think he knew that that was going to happen. Because, like, I mean, like, you know, you might not think Elon's smart, you know, and I and I totally understand where you're coming from when you say that. Like, I I 
I think he's smarter than I give him credit for. Oh um, yeah, but, but I also think, but I also think he's. I personally think he's really clever. But, he's, but the real problem is he's not as smart as he gives himself credit. Okay, for. that's one hundred percent fair. But I also think he's very clever. Like wh- whether you, oh yeah, you know, we can all like that's that's pretty that's a pretty fair assessment of Elon Musk. He's clever, right? So I think this was kind I of like his. I think you know, him I think being clever. He, is, he has some very strong PT Barnum energy. <laughs> he's a ringmaster. He's he's he's. Got a, oh. a charisma to him. Can name some other people with that with these similar energies. Um, oh. it doesn't mean they should be in. Sh- look, it's fine at a circus mm-hmm. when things are supposed to be stable. A little less oh, ideal. Oh, PT Barnum. Um, oh, gotcha. Yes, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha, 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 uh, gotcha. There's gotcha, a reason gotcha. Barnum yeah. had Bailey. I don't know that there's a business <laughs> relationship that Bailey was more realistic and more calm than Barnum, but I know what Barnum was. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, no, but yeah, but Musk. Why do you buy something for forty four billion dollars? And then go. I don't even want it. Someone yeah, else. Yeah. I, well, it, it's it's it's. I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's uh, almost like, and I and, and it's only just occurred to me. This is what it is. It's almost like um, he saw. He he was like reading about Martin Screlly the other day and went, "Oh, oh yeah, hold my beer, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm going to do something stupid and uh, and really loudly, and I'm going to buy something." and ruin it well and the thing is like i think I, I talked about this with you is like the biggest damage to his net worth mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily him buying twitter dishing out 44 billion to buy twitter the, the most detrimental thing to his net worth was him putting up the tesla shares to buy twitter yeah right or and, and, that, and that, selling tesla shares to i i think answer margin calls i think it yeah probably because you know, in april he said he had no more no more sales of tesla plans but he made sales oh my last God, week, yeah. you know, Monday to Wednesday. Uh, last week, but between the close of markets on Monday and the open of markets on and, and the close yeah. of markets on Tuesday, like he lost four point six percent of his next of his net worth. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tesla also particularly hasn't had a very good year, and because of that, like well, maybe okay. Well, the, this is the collateral you pledged. Well, this used to be worth you know twenty three billion or however much it was. Now it's worth seventeen billion. Now you got to liquidate some of that to, to, to cover it, which, yeah. which drives your cost. Up. He's, so, he's so sold. He's sold. He has. He has sold f- approximately forty billion dollars of Tesla stock. Uh, exactly. That's kind of like my analogy. But instead of starting at twenty three billion, you know, probably starting at eighty five billion or whatever it was. I mean, he's freaking worth a yeah. hundred. I mean, if we look at if we look at uh, let's put it this way. So let's because we were talking before August that essentially if. Um, uh, if Tesla shares went below about six hundred dollars between, it was between six and seven hundred dollars, but below six fifty, you would ex- you could expect to see Elon being compelled to yeah. make good on. Well, on I think pledge shares. He'd have to liquidate yeah. some. Well, I think when, to, to he, make a margin call. Yeah. Well, I think when he did um, his stock split on Tesla, remember when he did his stock split like earlier this mm-hmm. year, which like you know your stock price was falling, which I think you know you know maybe this could go to why. Amazon and Google did a stock split, right? But like a lot of people think like, you know, a stock split, you're taking one piece of one piece of pie and dividing to four different pieces, you know, so you're not increasing the value of your company by doing by doing a stock, split, which 100% is absolutely true, right? You're not increasing the value of your company when you do a stock split. No. But what you're doing is you're helping people get you're opening yourself up yeah to to more more but, yeah because now the cost yeah, right? the cost so of it, entry into your into your into ownership of your company is is much lower right so like what does that do to like things like implied volatility to liquidity li- to liquidity you know like it's going to drive all those things up right which is going to yeah. make the stock more valuable the theory is i make i open myself up to 
a, an investor base that's now 50%, that's 100% larger than the one I currently have. Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah, which, um, uh, which is why, like, I just, I, like, when people are like, okay, you're not increasing the value of your company. Well, theoretically, no, of course not, right? But, like, but at the same time, like, you know, whenever someone does reverse split, Right, like nobody looks at a company that's about to merge shares. Yeah, nobody looks at a company that's about to do reverse split and goes, "Oh, terrific! It's still the same. It's like whatever." If they do the reverse split, it's gonna be the same price. No, like you see a company doing reverse split, and you're like, "Oh my god!" You know, stay away from that like the plague because because the company's desperate. Because they're trying trying to remove certain investors. They're trying to reduce volume. Essentially, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make the share prices look more valuable, right? So when you do when you do reverse split, your share price goes up. But it's really just because, you know, you're taking two shares combining into one yeah. and doubling the price. So, like... I mean, let's put it this way. You know, so with stock split... If we ignore... I think what maybe... If we go back to pre-August prices, mm-hmm. right? I, I I don't remember where it was. It was trading over 1,000. Well, but, like, they did... When they, they... did the stock split, which made the value, the market cap of Tesla go up, you know, shortly after the stock... So, maybe that was... Sure. I don't know. This is just a guess, right? Because normally you don't do stock splits when, you're, when your stock price is going down. Which Tesla's has been all year. Well, yeah, they're down, they're down sixty percent. That's what I mean, day. right? And they still did a stock split this year. Does that, doesn't that make you wonder? Maybe this was Elon saying, like, okay, well, I, I pledged all these Tesla shares as collateral. I, I don't know. This is this is just me being a conspiracy theorist, which doesn't really go well for me, but yeah. I'm doing it anyways. But maybe that was him going, like, okay, I need to, I, like, this market cap needs to go up because it's killing me in this Twitter acquisition. So I'll do, let's do a stock split. Hopefully the board passes it, uh, which they should because they're all a bunch of Elon loyalists. So hopefully the board passes it. And if they pass it, then I don't have to pledge as many, like a bigger, you know, the percentage of Tesla shares that I own, I don't have to pledge as many, yeah. you know, because well, cause, cause maybe, right? I'm just saying. Say, and the, and the, I'm easy, not and to, like, the easy way to do this, the easy way to take... Um, Tesla shares and figure out, hey, actually, you can look at the percentage. It's down, actually, it's more than 60. It's 62.59%. So almost two-thirds of the market cap Um, evaporated. It's, 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 yeah. But if we, I took the price it closed today, which was 149.87. It was a three-way split in August. So let's just multiply this number by three. So we're now looking at at shares that are trading, if the split had never happened, they're trading at 449.61 today. Wow. Down from... You know, from so we're well below that. Early this year was like twelve hundred bucks. We're well below. We're well below that point where he was going to have to sell shares to make his borrow work, and it's not gone up. It went down today too. It's it's he's got problems. Well, yeah, but but I feel like you know it's it's kind of it's honestly like if Sergey Brin or I don't know who like the the main guy, the guy that owns the most shares of Google, but like it's either Sergey Brin or Larry Page, right? But if either of those guys were like. You know what? I'm just, screw it. I'm just going to spend 44 billion to buy Twitter or to buy Snapchat or whatever other company that you know. Like if they just did one of these projects, I mean, it would kill off that stock too, right? Oh yeah. So I think that was really like yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, like Tesla has been underperforming on like a revenue basis or anything like that. I think Tesla is still, you know, in, in terms of like operations, is pretty. You know, they're still a pretty solid company. Are they overpriced share price wise? Maybe, maybe not. That's up to you to decide. But like the company is still a solid company in theory, right? right? I'm not I'm not arguing whether or not they're overpriced. I'm just saying the company itself. If you look at like their you know relate back to the value of the share price, whether or not it's overvalued or undervalued, it is. You know, but um, okay, is the, yeah. Is the company I mean, I, that's, still... that's what I was hinting at. But I'm saying like if if you look at, if you just look at their 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 financial statements, they look like a solid company. Like they they don't look like I mean they they, they have look, a lot of debt. They spend a lot of money. Yeah, they look but, fine. 
If you just look at them, I think. But if you if you look if you take Tesla and you look at the market as a whole, they're facing a lot of headwinds. And um, yeah, I know, you know I, I know. It, but I'm just, I think they've yeah. got some serious problems. I, I, under, I understand that, but it, you know, and but who knows, right? Like, you know, oh, yeah. and this, we're going down this rabbit hole that hasn't happened yet. But like, does I mean, does Ford and GM do they come out with electric cars that are better than Tesla? That's another thing too. But like. There is the argument that Tesla is a tech company as well, which I I have a really tough time. Well, like I, the I real do, problem I is, do that, see, is that the tech know. companies are facing the strongest headwinds right now. Oh <laughs> so yeah, it's like, oh, if that's big true, time. That big explains time. a lot. Well, yeah, and like I, it's weird because I saw on CNBC today a lot of strategists talk about small caps into 2023, and, and like the reason I, I mean just just to kind of like bring things back to where what we've normally been talking about this year, which is actually economics instead of uh, billionaire gossip or ex billionaire gossip. Like we all year we've been talking about the Fed, which I'm just I'm so tired of talking about the Fed. Last episode of the year, I just I just wanted to do some gossiping, man. You know what? Then let's <laughs> let's not let's talk. Those are two billionaires that like you know what? Uh, go sit in the corner. Go sit know, in your room. Put on the dunce cap. You're both. You're both. Bad. I know, but it's just like um, I, I mean, is it like seriously? Like all year, we it's. And I know, like, you've been watching a lot of financial news, too, but it's like all year. It's just, mm-hmm. what is the Fed going to do? I mean, even last year, like, it, you know, going into the end of last year, what is the Fed going to do? Are they going to navigate us into a, a soft landing? What's with this $9 trillion balance sheet? It's all, all these questions. And then, of course, you know, this last week, ECB, they raised rates by only 50 basis points as well. So they're, you know, that shows their commitment to lowering inflation in, 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 in Europe and, um, yeah, and, they're- and no, like no definite plans that I saw for QT mm. until I think March. I think the fed soft landing. Absolutely not. The fed is doing a belly flop. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, is so- the ECB doing like a back flop? I, I, like- I, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think it's-, it's, I think the ECB just has a bigger belly and they're doing the same flop. And if you well, think I was about say, it, I, I, say, it. I say the backflop because they're not looking at where they're going. At least the Fed can <laughs> see what's about to happen. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. That's one hundred percent true. But I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe they have a big, and they probably have a bigger belly too because they have a bigger. At least last time I saw, which was like two months ago, they have a bigger balance sheet, and I would still believe. I'm still inclined to believe that they have a bigger balance sheet than than the American Federal Reserve and the American Central Bank because we've actually been doing some QT. Whereas they haven't, so yeah. bigger belly, no, same, it's, it's, same flop, maybe blindfolded. Yeah, well, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is it's going to be really weird because if we're looking at like what's the real problem with the economies right now is that there's supposed to be a huge amount of retail buying in November and December. Oh, yeah. And there was around Black Friday, but coming into Christmas, coming into the holidays, it wasn't the kind of buy the kind of retail purchases that people were expecting and yeah. or that markets were hoping for. Well, and, and that's, I think, if you look at it, you'll see that the last four days, so we're recording on the 19th, but the last four days of markets have been bad. Yeah. They've been all been down. And it's so it just, makes you wonder, right? The retail's not there. Yeah, so it makes you wonder, like, okay, so credit card debt, all-time high, interest expenses only going up. So if you're accruing more credit card debt, that's going to compound even more. You know, emphasis on the word pound on compound, but like, yeah, it's just, it's only going to pound you even more, man. Yeah. So it's not, it's not great. I saw a lot of other people talking about this too. Like, you know, one of the, one of the financial news uh, publications that I pay a lot of attention to is a place called Market Rebellion, but they're like, but they were saying that a lot Mm -hmm. of these earnings revisions going into 2023, they're being revised because people are realizing like this credit card debt, like people spent whatever they could because they had to get through they had right, to- we talked about we talked about the inflation and the cost yeah. on groceries right so it's it's just yeah they spent what they could to get by to survive 
that's not going to drive yeah but now it's growth. you know a lot of the discretionary stuff the stuff that you don't have to buy that stuff you know no, nobody buys that stuff anymore just because it's like i can't i can't afford to if i want can't. if i want if i still want to buy eggs that are 49 percent more expensive year over year and the real issue is people have been using and we talked about this three four months ago the number of people number of americans specifically using buy now pay later um for groceries was increasing and so it's like oh, okay yeah. this is this is a problem because we're hitting credit cards and we're hitting new types of credit to yeah. you know and but to get to the the things that you need to survive so the basics yeah. it's no, not yeah i remember seeing that it doesn't, I it doesn't help discretionary spending i mean you want you want to look at another metric for discretionary spending let's just look let's look at movies yes right there we go perfect like, yeah avatar avatar 2 came out this last weekend it well, did 134 million dollars in the in the u.s box office this I, thought weekend. That was, I thought that was the uh, ex, the expected box office or was that no, expected was actual, 135 to uh to like 200 to Oh, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what it is was. What, is what Disney predicted. Which is the safest. Um, yeah, but that's the safest. That's like, you that's know. What, that's the in-house. Out of house, the other analysts were saying 175 million. So yeah. not even close, like barely, I mean, under Disney's. And, yeah. um, well, and there's also rumors that I, they, they need to, they need to gross like box office ticket sales. They need to gross 2 billion to cover marketing costs because I mean, and look like they, they spent a ton of money marketing that movie. And if you go to movie theaters and you look up showtimes at certain movie theaters, and I know particularly in like New York, New York City area, if you look up showtimes in New York City, movie theaters are like showing Avatar like every five minutes. They're showing, there's like a new showing of Avatar every five minutes. So in order for movie theaters to even get on board to do that, Disney is obviously paying those movie theaters a lot of money. And so, and it's not just in New York, it's they're paying movie theaters everywhere. That's, that's how the movie business works. It's like, I know it's kind of backwards, but like, but to convince movie theaters to show your movie mm -hmm. on their screens, you have to pay them money, which is it's just kind of weird, but the studio does have to pay the movie theaters money to do that. Yeah, you make an agreement. So, Essentially, you're going to show my movie this often. At these times of for day. For this long. These days of the we'll week. We'll put advertising in your theater. We'll do all this stuff for you. Yeah. And then you give us a when percentage you sell of tickets, your, yeah. you keep you keep 45% of the ticket price and we get 65. 40, we get 55% yeah, of the yeah. ticket price, right? Math so it's hard, yes. It's, 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 yeah. yeah, well, drum. <laughs> so it's, but it's, but Turkey. That's, that's to, to give you an idea of, of just how bad um, the movie theaters have, have gone this year, uh, What's the, the current yeah. box office sale data for 2022 is $6.9 billion. Yeah. $6,971,385,857. So, yeah. so, so shy of 7 billion, which I don't think we're getting over that her, that, that uh, milestone in the next 15 days. We might, so. we might, but, but let's just, let's call it 7 billion for sake of, well, at 6.9. To give you an idea of the last time movie prices, and these numbers are not adjusted for inflation, so wow. that's another thing to think about. But the last time the annual box office in the U.S. was lower than this was 1998. What movies came out in 1998? Titanic. I feel like... James oh, Cameron. That's oh, yeah, that's right. All the way to the top. Yeah, I mean, yeah, James um, <laughs> Cameron, Avatar, yeah, okay. Avatar, Titanic. Yeah. The, the Terminators. 1998 was a good year for movies, too. That was Saving Private Ryan, The Truman Show, Lockstock, and Two Smoking Barrels, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, that's, so that when I say like that's the last time, that's not true. In 2020, in 2021 and 2020, obviously it was below this, count. but yeah. pre-pandemic, when we go into pre-pandemic years, we have to go all the way back to 1998 to find a year where we're doing less in box office, total gross box office sales than we're doing right now in 2022. Wow. Right. So you think about it and it shows me that there's that, that okay. So discretionary spending. Yeah. Folks. I was going to say people it's, aren't it's, going to uh, movies. Why not? There's 
could be multiple reasons, but yeah, they could be. I mean, they're not going. Obviously, to I I think it's it's kind of the shift in the market space, right? A lot of people are want, are going to Netflix, but it's like you know, if I have Netflix, like, and I want to watch a movie, why do I pay fifteen bucks to go to the movies and pay for overpriced popcorn and overpriced soda to watch yeah. with slightly better sound systems? Because like nowadays, it's like everybody's home sound system sounds great now. Well, and, and a much bigger you know? screen, maybe IMAX, maybe three D, but yeah. Like, and, and, and here's what I'll say: there are certain things I think should be watched on that. It really needs Absolutely. to be. I, I, well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a movie buff, royalist, you know, loyalist, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think movies are made to mm-hmm. be watched on the silver screen. And I think the silver screen is sacred. But it's like, I, I think, you know. If but, you that, just, but, but that's an indicator of yeah. dying, just like, I, for lack of a better term, retail. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and I think that's a really good point because I never thought about it like that. I always thought about the movie industry as like this shift from the silver screen to the t- the TV screen with home sound systems. You know, you're sitting at your house watching a movie. You know, if you need a fart, you can just fart, right? <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about people being around you. If you need to pee, you can pause the movie, go up, pee, come back. and, and Absolutely. You know, like, so all those conveniences, I think, you know, and not to mention if you're just renting a movie, it's, you know, two bucks. Right. As, as opposed to and, and you're making your own popcorn, which is much cheaper than movie theater popcorn, all that kind of stuff. I feel like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I thought it was all that. But like, I also think nowadays it's like, you know, like I don't want to pay 15 bucks to, to, to have, you know, three hours of my evening taken away by by Avatar. Yeah. You know? And I don't even know if the movie's going to be good. Yeah. Right. And if we want to look at. Like right, so we've got so we've got markets that are collapsing, not collapsing yet, but are that are <laughs> trending down um, and very volatile. Yeah. on bad retail news and if you think retail news is bad i mean we were looking at home right you, oh yeah. you were looking at the home builder sentiment today weren't you yeah that like was you, you that messaged was, me and i was like that was Holy okay cow. that was absolutely that was a, like a, just a complete catastrophe yeah isn't it isn't home builder sentiment down 85 percent from a year ago i think it is yeah yeah home builder sentiment down 85 percent year over year and the costs yeah. of home building are up 35% really the, this year. Okay, so I guess inflation is hitting us on the front end of, of the of, you know of the housing market too. And on top of that, well, I know because like, the big article that I saw was it's down 12 straight months, which, I mean, was that going to be a surprise to anybody? It shouldn't no. be. Uh, if it was surprising to you, uh, let me know what you're on and where I can get some of that. Yeah, let me um, know where and why. And I'm... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we haven't talked about it very much because we like, I, I think I feel like we were just trying to wait for like, like the housing market to just kind of find some sort of identity uh, and some sort of relationship with the Federal Reserve, which it still hasn't found one yet. But I feel like part of that has to do with the fact that the Federal Reserve doesn't have a relationship with itself. Um, regardless, you know, we haven't talked much about real estate this year just because it's like, all right, like, let's wait for something to kind of change, but nothing is really changing. It's just every, everything is just staying in this same trajectory of, you know, plummeting housing prices, but the cost to buy is still about the same because interest rates are super high. Yeah, we have more, we but, have the interest rates on mortgages roughly doubled. Yeah. So you're seeing, I, I think I saw something like 62% of home builders are doing something to try and reduce the cost of housing mm-hmm. for for buyers, whether it be, um, you know, uh, d- steep discounts on the actual cost, whether it be them oh, spending yeah. money to well, mortgage save interest rate points yeah. off of the mortgage. Yeah, mor- mortgage, mortgage buy-downs. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah. So cause I, I remember I was talking to someone in the real estate market, like uh, I was talking to a realtor in my neighborhood and they're like, like, I, I was like, what are buy downs? I, I had no idea what those things were. I was like, I just walked, you know, just because it's not like, a, a you know, in, in a low interest rate environment, like who needs a buy down? Right. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 
it's so weird because like the housing market, like prices haven't cooled off as much as everybody thought that they were going to. Um, but interest rates are still are are still skyrocketing. And I think, you know, just kind of the dichotomy between those two things, I think has kind of led to Well, I um, so the reason I think that and, and this is the easiest way to explain why why the prices haven't gone down as much as people were expecting is that the market has really slowed specifically. Which is to say, there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of volume, and when there's not a whole lot of volume, there's not a whole lot of price movement. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. I thought like when you said that, I thought you meant like circuit breakers, but I guess it's like nobody wants to buy, so it's like, well, I, I, I'm going to keep this listing price until yeah. I, you know, because it's it's kind of like the you know the the difference between the bid ass spread. It's the, it's the bid ass right? spread when there's when there's no one when people are looking at it going no. It stays there. It doesn't move. Yeah, if exactly. People are, like, if people don't engage. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, if like if you ever look at like a really thinly traded option, right? It's just an option with zero open interest, zero volume. Like if you look at those options, you'll usually see like a bid price of zero and an ask price of like four dollars and ten cents, right? It's just super wide bid ask spread, right? But as soon as somebody goes, you know, I'm I'm willing to short it for two dollars. I'm willing to sell it for two dollars. Then all of a sudden, you know, the ask price goes from four ten to, to two bucks. And it's kind of the same with the housing market, right? It's like you see a house for seven hundred thousand dollars, and it's like there's no there's no bid, there's no no one's willing to buy it, no one's offering to buy it. You know, the person that's trying to sell it, they're not lowering the price anytime soon because they don't know what the market wants. You know, until someone says, "Hey, I'll buy for five eighty, then they'll say, "Okay, well, counter offer. How about six eighty? Right. And then, and then that, that's and then they might change the listing price. Right. So yeah. it's, it's this exactly. It's that it's that there's no there's not a whole lot of volume. It, right. When there's not a whole lot of buyers and sellers, markets become less efficient. Right. They yeah. don't know what to do yeah. without they don't have enough information to make movement. Yeah, exactly. To make a market for lack of better terms to make a market. Yeah, so I feel like you make um, a good point with that. Like it's kind of like like the, the prices haven't come down very much because like the sellers are like, I, I, you know, I don't want to lower it too much. Cause what if I lower it to, you know, what if I have this house at 700,000, I lower it to 650 and I, you know, and, and it gets bought right away and I could have probably gotten 680 for it. Right. Like they, they don't want to do that. So I guess that's a good point, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure estate. how many people are going to be in real estate after, after this year. Just what we're looking at, what we're looking at is mm-hmm. exactly, I was reading a little bit about it. A buy-down essentially tries to secure a lower, a lower mortgage rate for the first few years of a home buy mm-hmm. or for, of, the buy, of the buyer's mortgage life. And the premise being that, okay, we're looking at some sort of market where we're dealing with issues right now. And so it's like, hey, look, we'll secure you this lower rate because maybe it's a high interest environment or it's a, or, or, or home prices are decreasing in the area. And it's like, look, we'll oh. help you these first few years. Everything will fix itself, like right. So the home values will start to go up again later, which means you could sell it for more if you had to. Yeah. Oh, we expect interest rates to go down. You could refinance your mortgage yeah. uh, in two or three years or whatever it is. But that's but that's how a buy down works. Oh, um, okay. So that's actually pretty so in order to get, all... as a home builder, you're trying to get the property sold, and the way you do that is you look. I'll help you buy this, and in two or three years. The free market does take over. Okay, that's actually pretty useful. That's a pretty good explanation because I do. I have seen those ads on TV with like the you know you know how Rocket Mortgage they sponsor all those NFL games. Oh they yeah. They keep talking about like it's 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 okay if interest rates go down, right? Or interest rates go up. Even if interest rates go up, well, like you let's have the secure mortgage rate. And even if this, if, even if the home value does this, well, you, you know this will be secure. So like, I I feel like. Everybody is, you know, especially like all those like you know refinancing companies, right? Because they're they're transaction based companies. 
So if you're refinancing over and over and over again, 2021 was a field day for- for Oh, 2020 know. and 2021 were great yeah. years. Yeah, there was a low interest for, rates when you could refi at two and a quarter yeah, percent so or something. Yeah, so those, those, tra- those refinance companies, I, I forget, like, Penny, like I think Penny Mac Financial, like all those companies, mm-hmm. it just had a- f- Field day because everybody was refinancing and refinance. Banks love re, banks love when you, re, when you refinance. Well, some of the great right? stuff is it's, that like, it's like the pros and cons. It's like a bank might sit here and go like, "Hey, like I've got fifty ha- houses that are refinancing." So when this this company's refinancing their mortgage, that company's literally paying us the full value right. of the mortgage. Yeah, exactly. And, and, like, uh, and they're de-risking. And, it's like you know, like, so we get to we get to kick our cash and de-risk. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah, can it's you great. imagine like you know buying a ten-year bond and then two years from now they're like, all right, well instead of paying you all those interest payments, we'll just pay you this lump sum now and we'll give you back the par value of the bond. It's like yeah, well okay, well that was a pretty efficient two years of investing. <laughs> like, you know, well, especially especially so, going into a much lower interest environment where you're like okay, like. I'm get I'm I'm getting everything I wanted and my cash back now. Yeah, and well, yeah sweet. Yeah. So now I can turn around and make another play into a market, so I can issue more loans if I'm the yeah, bank. Yeah, exactly. If you're or sitting, can, yeah, if you're sitting on the other side of the loan, go and provide different services. Yeah, yeah. If, well, if you're sitting on the other side of the loan, so like you're the one that bought the bond. If you're the bank, you're the one that bought the bond, right? So like you, you're the one that bought the bond, and the interest rate environment is decreasing, which means the bond that you hold is de- is losing value. But then someone comes back and says, "Hey, hey, I don't want to be in debt anymore, so let me buy." that bond from you it's like hell, heck yeah are you kidding me yeah, I'll, give you, I'll give you your coupon payments and, uh, and the face value right now Sweet. <laughs> absolutely get, I, get, I, get this off i no my longer book. have to worry about volatility i no longer have to worry about risk i don't, I don't, have, to, I don't have to worry about duration I, interest rate risk I, are you kidding me absolutely absolutely this, 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 yeah. where do i sign yeah so it's it, i mean it's pretty crazy like it uh, you know, I think it's pretty fascinating thing to look at. I th- I'm, you know, I'm glad we finally talked about the real estate market. I, I don't know what's going to happen in real estate. My guess is that prices do come down just because of this, you know, real estate friend that was talking to me about it. And I know uh, Convergence Real Estate or John Dobos, or I, I think it's John. John, uh, yeah, has shown, has, has, was, was mentioning that a lot of people right. are cashing out their money to go into real estate, which yeah. when you start to cash out retirements like that, like this is, this well, is again, this is a conversation. Well, this is something that happened in our discord. So the information's there. Well, uh, yeah, um, and John chimes in a lot, and I love his input because obviously, like, it, 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 like, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about, and it sounds like he's got plenty of experience in the real estate market, and also he's got great music taste. So, John, thanks for uh, thanks for a full great year of participation, of, of interaction, joining in. yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's yeah, I, I seriously enjoy it, dude. It's it's a lot of fun talking with you. And you're a Sex Pistols fan, like, how do you not how do you not like meet another Sex Pistols fan and just be like, dude, you're the coolest person in the world. Uh, that's John. John's the coolest person in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I know you're a big real estate guy. And, you know, I, I feel bad that we haven't talked as much about real estate just because I, I don't really know what's going to happen with the markets. I'm not. Yeah. It's, um, it, well, with real estate, it's this interesting thing is there's only so much of it. Unless you're in the Netherlands, in which yeah. case they are always making more. Yeah. Well, um, but, it, but the thing about real estate too is like it's a real asset. It's it's like gold and silver. Yeah. And there are it's people. It's real. It's finite. Yeah. And there are people that just like you know that they don't like buying stocks because it's not a quote unquote real asset. Right. Yeah, it's essentially the it's right a, to share in future profits. In cash flows. Yeah. Or profits. Yeah. So that's what I've always loved about real estate. I've always been fascinated with the real estate market. But the other tough thing about real estate too is that it's regional. It's very regional. Like mm-hmm. the real estate market in Seattle is not going to be the same as the real estate market in Omaha, Nebraska, or as the real estate market in Chicago, Illinois, or as no, the I mean, real estate market in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's, it's, you know? it's all, yeah, it's very mercurial. It's, it's 
it's it's like like I said, it's like elections. It's not it's not yeah. one market. It's fifty markets. It's not fifty markets. It's however many counties. It's not counties. It's now let's go down to school districts. Now let's get off school districts. Let's look at streets. Yeah. You know, yeah. or let's you, know, you can find, I mean, Let's look at zoning rights. You know, let's look at all the. I mean, there's so many different things. Zoning rights, floodplains, all of it. Like so, yeah. so, these all affect the value of real estate. And it's you know, right now, do I think the real estate market's gonna? I, I mean, I, I, I think it's. I think it has to go into correction because it's it's getting too hard to buy. I think so too, and I think it's 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 going to reach a certain point. I think it's like anything else, right? That why are these companies doing all these earnings revisions? Because household debt is just too high. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I think what it comes yeah, down to in, in 2020, we saw this amazing um, swing of weirdness for the U.S., which was household savings was high yeah. through the roof. Why? Because they couldn't afford to buy. Because there was nothing to buy. And yeah. there was nowhere. There was nowhere to go to buy it. There was you know restaurants weren't open, bars yeah, weren't spend. open. If I can't yeah. spend it, I can't spend it. Yeah. Um, that's why stock market did what it did. Right? Remember we mm-hmm. had. And gamble somewhere. Let's gamble there. Yeah. You can't gamble um, the casino. casinos were yeah, closed. Exactly. Uh, there's no football no, season. Yeah, All right. Let's no baseball. Let's do yeah. no March Madness. Time for yeah. Time for the stock market. Um, <laughs> so, but then, uh, yeah, no. Now that money's coming out. Yeah, and, th- and being spent. Yeah, and if you, you, you know, like I don't know if you're a technical analysis nerd like I am, but like if you look at personal savings rate and like household debt. Those bands, you know, people that like technical analysis, if they look at, if they like um, convergence and divergence, I, I know you're making those hand signals and I appreciate it a lot, but like, but like, you know, those like, like those divergence and convergence signs at the bottom of the charts a lot that a lot of people like to, like the MACDs and the CCIs of, of this world. Yeah. Like a lot of people that like those, here's a massive divergence, right? Like it's, it's a massive divergence. And usually what happens with this massive divergence is it snaps back. You know, it's uh household debt is super high. Personal savings is super low. At some point, something has to snap back, whether it's personal savings shooting back up or, um, household or, debt or, that, down. or that, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, th- I think it's, it's kind of like what we've been saying. We've been beating this dead horse for this entire year. Like this is not necessarily sustainable. It's not, you know? it, it isn't sustainable. Uh, and that's why the recession we were going to, the recession that I think we were going to see that we technically we were talking see. about in 2019, we talked about how, look, the, or Aaron and I privately talked about, yeah. I thought, you know, during 2019 and during early 2020, it's like, look, there's a, there's a recession coming. And the driver of that is that, is that divergence between household debt and personal and, savings. Um, Absolutely. Cause you talked about how personal, personal savings are super low, but then it's, and, and it did happen, right? Credit card debt shot right like in covid snapped right? it back like you that know? but now it's right. it's heading back away dead. again and i think it's like okay it's worse than it was before and so it's like all right this is the the same thing that was going to set it off the last time is going to set it off again and we can pretend that covid didn't happen yeah because we're back where we started yeah in the so, traps the tra- in the with the traps we had yeah exactly in the u.s so at least. I, I mean that's what we have to look forward to in 2023 you know just just so until then yeah, so until then <laughs> yeah i did see this question from our discord mm-hmm. someone said what the fact that five trillion dollar at the start of our show at you know the intro which is probably a lot more than five trillion dollars now uh you know you know how like in the intro we always say like you know five you know did you know that five trillion dollars moves on, on a daily basis you know how we say that in the intro oh yeah yeah so oh, so yeah. like someone's asking about that and uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know how it's calculated because there's there's too many things that is involved in that five trillion dollar calculation, right? So it comes down to what people are buying and selling on a, on, a, on a particular business day, and that includes things like stock market stuff, options, derivatives, futures, swaps, whatever it is. That's all included in that, and not to mention the foreign exchange markets. 
the foreign exchange, like in case you guys are wondering, for and we talked about this before, like foreign exchange, currency exchange, that market has more activity than all of the stock markets combined. Like yep. it's it's got more dollars traded on that than all the stock markets, you know, and I mean like the Nikkei, the London Stock Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, all these all these different global stock exchanges. Yeah, so the New York Stock Exchange markets. does about twenty five billion a day. Is yeah. is kind of the is that volume is yeah. the volume in dollar amount, and and then I yeah. could say currency is currency alone is about five trillion. Yeah. Right, so <laughs> it's like it's when we're saying that money's like, changing hands. <laughs> we legitimately mean money is changing. Yeah, it's, hands. no, like, it's literally about like I, dollars for yen. Yeah, I, I thought the currency exchange um, is about four trillion a day, but I could be wrong. It could be like closer to four point eight. But like, I mean, nowadays, well, it's about it's four to five. It's four to five. Yeah, every day. When, when I made that intro, it was about. Is about five trillion a day, but I mean, I don't know what the updated figure is. It's probably still around five trillion. It's probably went up to like eight trillion. I, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know if the I don't know if the world knows what the updated figure is yeah, right well, now. Well, probably went up to like eight trillion. Now back down to like five trillion. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just complete random yeah. figure. But like essentially, yeah, that's that. That's what I mean. Right, five trillion dollars exchanges hands on on a specific day. You know, that includes me buying a cup of coffee at the coffee shop to. Um, you know, a big block trader trades options expiring, going into options, yeah, a, selling a bon- selling a stock, buying a stock, dividends getting paid, bonds maturing, things like that, right? All the all that stuff that all counts as you know money being exchanged. So that's essentially what it is. But with that said, I think you know, speaking of things getting exchanged and dollars getting exchanged for things, did you know that you can exchange, you know, just a handful of dollars? For a nice little drunkenomics study. For some sweet drunkenomics merch. Exactly. Uh, some merch. So with, with some can, awesome you logos. You can finish out the year strong. Some awesome new logos. Some awesome gear. And that you can be every bit as... You can every be, bit as fly, every bit as swag, every bit as awesome, as drunkenomic, as drunkenomical as us. Uh, as James. You can, you can fly your flag as a drinkonomist or an econoholic. Yeah. And just go for yeah, it. Yeah, either or. Seriously, we really appreciate it. But seriously, the new logos are sweet. I have actually just ordered some stuff. So just so you know. Hey. Yeah. That's how much I like our stuff. I like it. So I've ordered some stuff personally. But seriously, uh, check it out. Any support there is much is much appreciated. You know, I think personally, I like the way the hoodies look and feel. Yes, they're, uh, they're pretty um, awesome. And then, um, yeah, no, we have some other stuff too. There's hats. Yeah. There's there's, there's, um, golf there's posters that uh, <laughs> go up on the walls. There's, there's yeah. mugs. There's there's hey, as the big serious one, like we asked for glasses. I got metal pint glasses in there with almost every one of the new ones, just because nice. um, we're still working on actual glasses. We're still working on shot glasses. I don't know if shot glasses are actually going to pan out as well as we'd hope. Yeah, that's it's going to be a rough. Look, one, yeah. we're going to get you. We're going to get you some some stuff. Mm-hmm. That works. Yeah. Uh, having yeah. said that, like it's been another great year. Yeah. Because again, we're taking next week off. Yeah. If you want to leave a tip in the tip but, jar, um, hit us up at Patreon, patreon.com slash drunkenomics. Uh, seriously, anything there and on our merch site is really much appreciated. Yep. So drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com for that. Yeah. Feel free to, um, to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you have any questions, LinkedIn, if you wanted to, you know, whatever it is that you, you want to. Hit us up for. We really appreciate the contact and uh, and the interaction between you guys. Um, but yeah, seriously. Um, and then what uh, for me, year. it's been but it's been a great yeah. year with you guys. Oh yeah. Uh, I know we've really enjoyed it. We're gonna keep producing it, 
for, yeah. for as long as we can and as long as you yeah. guys are listening. And then we will, uh, like I said, barring something amazing, if you feel, you know, please leave us a review. Let us re- Give us a review on whatever platform you listen. It helps us with algorithms. It does help us kind of attract more listeners, which is kind of, which is cool for us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll see you in 2023. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so uh, you'll much. Th- for- you'll, you'll hear from us between now and then, but, but this is yeah. the last podcast for 2022. Yeah, and- if you want to hear from us, you know, in the meantime, feel free to find us on the social media. But uh, but until 2023, I seriously encourage yeah, you all how, to. How, what should they do through the holidays? What do, what do they need to do through the holidays? Uh, is it's it, it's is not it, just chestnut trackers. It's it can't just, just be. It's not just fill and kill. Fill and kill because definitely fill and kill, guys. Yeah. What's that other thing? Uh, doesn't matter whether it's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, Hanukkah. Boxing Day, whatever whatever holiday you're celebrating between now oh, and the end of the year. I think I, know, any, I think I know what it is. Um, I think it, is it stage economical, my friends? That's it. Cheers. Cheers.